Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. That song always takes me back to my days in Nam, Chris. What? All right, I was never in Nam, but every time I picture it, I picture one of the Nam guys. Someone actually sent in an email asking about Vietnam guys and do guys who died from the Agent Orange crap we put all over those freaking heroes. Do I consider those casualties of war? You're daggone right, man. You're daggone right they are. Friggin' war heroes is what they are. All right. CDC announces sweeping reorganization aimed at changing the agency's culture and restoring public trust. I'm going to just pause here because I'm going to play you the audio, and it's a little bit long. It's CDC Director Walensky. But remember, they're always so careful with their words. Why? They're careful to make you think 
they're going to do something without actually doing anything. Like, for instance, that right there. Change the agency's culture. What's that mean? What is it, What is that supposed to mean? What if, what if I was to come on the radio tonight and I was to say, you know what? We're making some changes at the Jesse Kelly Show. There's too much screwing off. And we're going to stop all that screwing off. And I'll tell you what. You know what? We're going to have some culture changes. Okay. Well, like what? Does that mean Chris is fired? Am I, am I putting myself on suspension? Or, or, or are we going to make Michael put on a hat and dance on TV? What does it mean? It means nothing. It means whatever you think it means. Listen to these people and how they talk. Do these people actually sound like people who believe they have committed crimes against humanity and are going to prostrate themselves as they should before America? Or do these sound like people who've been caught committing crimes against humanity and want to try to fade the heat? Today's report uncovered deep concerns over the CDC's culture and day-to-day practices. Among the complaints... A rigid compartmentalized bureaucracy that restricted the agency's overall response to the pandemic, from its analysis of data to the sluggish release of information to the public, to its confusing and overwhelming COVID guidance. Was the agency up to the task of handling this pandemic? I think our public health infrastructure in the country was not up to the task of handling this pandemic. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky commissioned the report in April. We learned some hard lessons over the last three years, and as part of that, it's my responsibility, it's the agency's responsibility to learn from those lessons and do better. The new findings are likely to spark a major shakeup of the CDC's sprawling bureaucracy. Among the plans, get information to the public more rapidly, create a new office to promote equity in healthcare, <laughs> and develop a more nimble <laughs> workforce that can quickly respond to public health crises. Part of the CDC's reforma- reformation is creating an equity division. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, did you hear anything in there that said, we at the CDC, we knowingly lied to you for two years. We at the CDC, we are responsible for teenage girls committing suicide We're responsible for unending business closures and financial destruction. We are responsible for 15-year-olds dying of heart attacks. We are going to fire people, have people arrested, and we're going to streamline the organization. Or did you hear a whole bunch of political mumbo-jumbo? Well, it's just too sprawling. Compartmentalization. We have to be fast. These people aren't reforming a daggone thing. They're going to shift a couple things here and shift a couple things there. And in the end, the CDC will be twice as big and twice as corrupt, but they will have more equity. (laughs) Hey, do we have enough black gays? That's the real problem here at the CDC. Gosh. Jesse, we know that the communists are keeping Biden at the helm of the party is not sustainable for them. He's historically unpopular. It's obvious to everyone his cognitive state is is rapidly declining. Do you believe the FBI would assassinate him and frame some crazy nut on the right as having done it? Seems like it would be a win-win for them. They get rid of Biden, use the situation to rally the base, gives them another excuse to crack down on dissidents. Says I can use his name. His name is Michael. No, because the Democratic Party is in such... The the people who run the Democratic Party, 
the big shot power brokers like Pelosi and Schumer and billionaires like Zuckerberg and Bezos and Gates, the, the people who really run the Democratic Party, you don't have to kill any of your people to run them out the door. I, look, this we forget about things that are valuable lessons to us all the time. Let's let's do a little rewind. I mean, I realize it's Thursday, but we're going to rewind a little bit, a couple years. Let's go back to the Democrat primary. Initially, the Democrat primary was a disaster. And I it was Bernie Sanders. You remember this? It was Bernie Sanders. It was Elizabeth Warren. It was Rear Admiral Buttigieg, butt gig. It was Dome. It was it was it was a conga line of nutballs. And who was winning? Bernie was winning. Bernie was crushing the field, actually. He was crushing the field. All of a sudden, Joe Biden did the thing every politician in history has done. Joe Biden, after saying forever he wouldn't run, steps up to the microphone makes up some excuse, a bald-faced lie about Charlottesville, and says, I'm running. I got to step in. And not only did Joe step in, he stepped in and didn't didn't gain any traction either. People seem to forget this. Joe Biden got in that primary. He was going to be the more reasonable moderate who was going to step in and win. Remember, the powers that be pushed Joe Biden into the primary because they were worried Bernie Sanders was going to win the primary and couldn't win the general. They pushed Joe Biden in. Joe Biden steps in, and he still couldn't win. Bernie was still eating his lunch in poll after poll after poll after poll after poll. Well, what happened there? Did they say, oh, no, I guess I guess the people have spoken. We'd rather have Bernie. Or did they figure it out? They figured it out. They got a hold of James Clyburn, that piece of crap from South Carolina. James Clyburn, he is a piece of crap, but he also has huge sway over the black vote of South Carolina, which you need to win a a Democrat primary in South Carolina. Joe Biden meets with James Clyburn, promises him who knows what. Boom, Clyburn comes out, backs Joe Biden. Before you know it, Joe Biden wins South Carolina, but something else happened. Not only is he winning South Carolina, in the course of like five minutes, All these other candidates who were fighting tooth and nail just decided they were going to back out. That is for the good of the party. The rear admiral decided he was going to back out, which is not surprising for him. Elizabeth Warren, she's going to back out. Kamala Harris decided she's just going to go back to the casting. You know, that's not, not, we're not saying anything like that. But they all just backed out all at once. They have a lot more control The power brokers of the Democratic Party have a lot more control over who runs their party than the Republicans do. Do remember this. Donald Trump was despised by the power brokers of the Republican Party in the last primary. He was the Bush Cheney money and the Bush Cheney Cheney people and the McCain people. That's where all the money and power was at the top. All our billionaires, all our big donors, all those guys, they were all part of the Bush-Cheney faction and or the McCain faction. And not only did they get in that primary against Trump, they went in hard against Trump, spent millions, tens of millions of dollars against him. And Trump still just absolutely destroyed them all, wiped them away. Why? The Republican Party is controlled much more from the bottom up than the Democrat Party is. 
the Democrat Party is actually controlled by their millionaires and billionaires, not their base. As far as choosing their candidate goes, it's controlled by their millionaires and billionaires. And the Republican side, especially now because there's been a revolt against our establishment for so long, having the establishment back you probably gives you less of a chance than anything else. It does. It, it, in the end, it probably hurts you. It's just totally different, totally different party dynamics now, which is so weird because they always pitch themselves as being the party of the working man. All right. Someone wants to know about what Chris T-shirts. Someone else wants to know about Mitch McConnell. Do we have to get rid of him? Can we get rid of him? Someone else thinks I'm smart. We'll probably lead with that one because that's the most important one. What, Chris? All that is still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. Something else that's still to come. The weekend. Saturday. You and me practicing for 10 minutes this weekend with our Mantis X system. 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes in you? I know Everyone has 10 minutes. Even I have 10 minutes. We're already knee-deep back in school and sports and running around and whatnot. I'll find 10 minutes this weekend to practice with my weapon. I'll find 10 minutes because I don't have to leave my home. I don't have to fire a shot. Nothing stops me from walking into my room, grabbing my Mantis X, attaching it to my weapon, and practicing. Nothing. I have no excuses. Even the weather. Right now, we're losing power during the show. I could pull out my Mantis X and practice right here during the commercial break. Go to MantisX.com and get one. The Green Berets use this. Marine Corps Boot Camp, they use this. You want to do what the pros do? Mantis X, you will get better. You're going to be amazed at how much better you get. MantisX.com, MantisX.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I have to tell you, I really hope the thunder in the background... Is that coming across on the microphone right now, Chris? It's not. These these stupid fancy microphones... Oh, did they hear that one? That was a big thunder crack. I want you to know, I think it adds to the ominous nature of the show when I hear thunder. Is there any way... We could pipe in thunder sometimes when I'm talking about something ominous. It makes me sound good. What? Yes, the sound effects board. Can we put that on the soundboard? We'll put it right by Dome's lab. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, Chris. We put it by the cannon. All right. We'll get to Mitch McConnell in a second. Let's get to uh, headline today. Research discovers that monkeypox isn't spread by skin-to-skin contact. It's spread by... <clears throat> well, I think, I think you know how it's spread. Uh, everybody knows how it's spread. We've known how it's spread pretty much right away, but because we have a protection racket media and medical institution that views its job as protecting the various aggrieved minorities out there, Nobody was allowed to say monkeypox is spread by, well, you know, we just talked about Pete Buttigieg. We don't have to get into it right now. Do you think GOP will keep Mitch McConnell as their leader if they win back the Senate? The answer to that question is yes. And I can hear, I can actually hear you groaning right now through my microphone. I can hear the, no, Mitch McConnell sucks. Hold on, hold on. I understand how mad you are. I feel the exact same way. But do understand, 
we are changing the Republican Party into being an anti-communist party. We are. There are we have some great people there already. There are more great people coming. But parties parties change over time. That's the nature of politics. Remember, the Democratic Party used to be kind of that working poor, Midwest, manufacturing jobs party. Now, one of the open platforms of the Democratic Party is wiping out manufacturing. They're the party of just the urban elites now. They represent nobody because the party has changed over time. The Republican Party is changing now. Their their foreign policy is changing, as they should. They're turning more anti-communist. That's the good news. The bad news for you and bad news for me is this. It's slow. It's, it does not happen as fast as you want it to happen. And that the, the reason for that is simple. You, you collect information, various news stories and things like that throughout the day, and you automatically, you, you're figuring out what we need to do and oh, we need to do this, it's important, we need to do that. But getting that information to the people who represent us and having them understand enough of their base want that is a process once we finally find decent fighting candidates, we have to get those decent fighting candidates elected. And even once we get those decent fighting candidates elected, they have to get to Washington, D.C. and then try to fight against the leadership. It's just, it's going to take a long time, okay? We're going to keep whipping them and whipping them and whipping them and whipping them and whipping them. You know, we're not going to stop here. Am I kind to Republicans on this show? We're not going to stop. You're not going to stop. Keep sending in your emails to them and phone calls and everything else. We're going to keep the bullwhip on them. It's going to take time. If Republicans control the Senate, which is an if at this point in time, if they control the Senate, Mitch McConnell's going to be the majority leader. Yeah, I know. I know. What does that mean for defund the FBI? Probably means defund the FBI is dead. Can we at least hopefully get some people held accountable? Maybe. We'll see. Dr. Jesse. Apparently, I'm spending too much time listening to your show. Now, every time unexpected pops up in my day, I catch myself muttering, it's fine, Chris. It's fine. <laughs> Under my breath, this leads me to conclude I will need a it's fine, Chris t-shirt to go with my what, Chris, and shut up, Chris t-shirts you haven't made yet. Please hurry and make them. Listen, carne asada burritos, that is also a synonym for... Buenas tardes. Um, Chris, we do need to get on the merch. Do we? Who do we need to talk to about that? That probably is up to the first, right? Because that's where all the anti-communist merch is. Oh, shoot. So that's on me. Michael, get a hold of the first and tell him we need some what Chris, mer- what Chris merch, man. We need that. If we can't make fun of Chris, who even are we? Jesse, I'm, a si- I'm 69 years old. Technically, I could refer to you as son, but you're too smart. Where did you get all your wisdom? You know so many details about so many historical subjects and other subjects as well. It amazes me. So I can call you sir. Sir Jesse, you made my day, son. Love your show. He said, P.S., be nice to Chris. He makes you look good. Oh, I don't know about wisdom. Look, I like books. I had I had good parents, and I like books, and that's pretty much it. I had good parents, I like books, and I'm very naturally skeptical of anything the, quote, smart people are telling me. Also, I think it probably helps a lot. I don't know. I'm just guessing this. I think it probably helps that I've lived. I mean, I'm 41. I lived what? 37 years of my life. The vast majority of my life outside of the media world. 
you know, TV and radio and all that stuff. That's what I do for a living now. I never did any of that stuff before. I just, I mean, I've been out of work, right? I've, I've lived in an extended stay hotel with my wife and two small children at one point in time. We would go downstairs on Thursday nights. We were just joking about that the other night, me and her. I was working construction. We would go downstairs on Thursday nights because that was free beer and pizza night in the extended stay hotel. They would uh, they did wouldn't even buy it because it was too expensive. They get some cheap off brand pizza and make it in the toaster oven of the hotel, and they would get cheap off brand beer. And you were allowed to come down. You were allowed to get all the pizza you could want, but two beers. And we would go down on Thursday night, and we would eat cheap off brand cheap off brand pizza and two beers. Now maybe that doesn't sound like wisdom, and maybe it's not wisdom, but it is perspective, man. It is very much perspective, and that's part of the reason I was so horrified, and I mean absolutely horrified by the lockdown stuff when it initially came out. I mean, right away, right away, they said, hey, we're, we're going to uh, close down the country for 15 days, and that's why I went apoplectic day one. I, I, I've lived paycheck to paycheck. You can't just take away two weeks of my pay. I can't. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my rent. I can't make my car payment. I can't make my cell phone payment. You can't just snap your fingers as a government, federal, state, local, and tell me that I can't make a living anymore. I need the hours, man. In fact, I need the hours. I need time and a half. That's how I've lived much of my life. So that's part of the reason I was horrified. It was so dismissive of the working man, like he was nothing. Oh, sure, all the journalists get to sit at home and do the show from the laptop and keep making money. Uh, what about the working man? Uh, I got to go run a forklift for a living. What about me? Uh, I pound nails for a living. What about me? That guy, that guy was totally forgotten. The waitress who waits tables, scratching and clawing for a living, totally forgotten, totally dismissed. All right. Somebody wants to know about Rodney Smith, the mower guy, wants to know about contributing to him. We'll give you an update on that. Someone wants to pay homage to Rush. Somebody else wants to bring up something old I did when it came to Yale and the presidential candidate for 2024. What if he made me vice president? Would I accept? All that's still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Email those to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. James T. will be sitting in the chair tomorrow. It's not my fault. I have an obligation. I have, I have, a, I have a thing I have to go do. It's out of my freaking hands. So jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I saw this, and boy, Oh, man, it, it made me nervous. You remember a month ago, two months ago, Elon Musk, the Tesla guy, super rich guy, richest guy in the world, he started flirting with buying Twitter. Twitter is a big social media platform, in case you don't know. And half the right, half the pundits and politicians on the right 
immediately fell in love with Elon Musk at the prospect that he might buy Twitter. This is a man who has admitted he's voted Democrat his entire life, but at the thought that he might buy Twitter, half of the right fell in love immediately. Ah, Elon, you're the best. Elon, I love you. Elon, please lead me. Elon Musk told the GOP they need to be more compassionate and stay out of people's bedrooms. He apparently met with a bunch of GOP donors this weekend. Here's why that makes me angry. Because the Republican Party, the low-T GOP, they're so weak, that will work. Remember, remember Texas Senator John Cornyn when he joined with the Democrats to help pass anti-gun legislation recently? And do you remember what prompted that? Maybe you've forgotten. Matthew McConaughey, the actor, went to Congress and was given a microphone like he has any say-so in my rights whatsoever and got up there and gave some stupid speech and then he went around meeting with the various GOP congressmen, including meeting with and taking a picture with John Cornyn. John Cornyn was so excited about meeting with Matthew McConaughey, he not only posted the picture, he promptly went and sided with the Democrats to help take away your gun rights. The truth is, we have such a group of useless jellyfish lick spittles in our party that this kind of stuff will be effective. I guarantee they were sitting there, oh my gosh, Elon, he's so rich. Can I ride in one of your Teslas, Elon? Oh my gosh, you're right. I should be more compassionate, Elon. I'll be nicer. I need to be clear, and I believe I speak for you when I say, I don't want nice. No more compassion. No more nice. No more. We have compassionately, compassionately worked our way as a society into this. So what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. That's a pediatrician talking about young girls who've been manipulated into mutilating themselves. That's a pediatrician feeling totally comfortable in this society saying, hey, if you, if you want them back, you can go get them later on. You know why that person feels comfortable doing that? Because we've been way too nice. We've shown way too much compassion. I cannot stand it when I'm being lectured about compassion and tolerance. We have tolerated ourselves right into Sodom and Gomorrah. No more. I want mean. I want nasty. I want somebody who will take demons like this and throw them in state prison. But, so what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. But we won't get that. Because I, I can just I can just picture the GOP sitting there nodding and the our big useless donors nodding. Oh, that is right. I mean, Elon and I, we did do a deal back in the day. We should be nicer, guys, right? Are we nice? I make I want to be nice. Gosh. Jesse. I began listening to Rush. The, this the subject of this one is the immortal Rush Limbaugh lives on. I began listening to Rush about six months after he went national. I miss him terribly. I think you're the closest thing we have to walk in his footsteps. And yes, you should read this on the air. You may mention my name. Long live the great one and long live those who carry on the mission 
of true conservative message. His name is John. I am no Rush Limbaugh, the furthest thing from it, but I miss him too. I, I'll be honest, I do think we missed, I feel like we missed something, and maybe this is stupid. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like we missed something when Rush passed. I feel like we didn't do enough to honor his memory, and not necessarily for Rush, because Rush is gone, right? Dead is dead. I feel like for future generations and for Rush's family, his wife, David, I feel like there should have been a huge right-wing memorial for Rush Limbaugh. I mean, that's the type of human being who does deserve a statue somewhere and a memorial and something to honor him. That kind of legacy is important, and honoring people like that has been an important part of every society. I don't know. That's just, I always thought that. Semper Fi, Jarhead. I knew you were going to buy that gentleman a mower. Would you like to? Uh, would like to contribute to that purchase? Will you let me know how? No, I got the purchase all on my own. Thank you. I'll handle that. But I'll handle that on my own. I do appreciate it. I very much appreciate it. It's already handled. You should note Rodney on his social media. It, it'll bless you a lot. Rodney put up a big picture today of his new riding mower, which was delivered today. And he put up a really nice letter about us, which, I mean, that's you included, right? Remember that. That's you. It's all of us. Put up a really nice letter about how he was just praying about it the day before and thinking about getting one. Comes on our show and boom, he gets one. One of those things, one of those things, look, I have not done very much good in my life, that's for sure. And I am uh, not a good person at all. But every now and then you you do something and you feel like, man, that was that was cool, right? That was cool. That's a good man right there. Regardless of who the presidential candidate is for Republican Party in 2024, would you accept an invitation to be the vice presidential candidate? Not a chance. I'm not going to sit by. I Look, you, I just said I'm a bad person. I hope you didn't think I was making that up. I'm also arrogant and cocky. I'm not being anybody's number two. Do, do you see me sitting here with a co-host? Do I seem like the person who would want a co-host? I'm not co-hosting with anybody. I'm going to sit here and do my own show the way I want to do it because I feel like that's what I want to do. I'm not going to be anybody's vice president, and I'm not going to sit there and watch any president screw things up with no power at all. Remember, the vice president has no power whatsoever, none. He really has no significant role except for breaking ties in the Senate and stepping in if, God forbid, something horrible happens to the president. Why would I want that? What, Chris? Chris brings up a good point. He does bring up a good point. It's the backup QB. You get all the recognition, none of the responsibility, and you're primed to be president one day. But I can't sit and do nothing, man. I had a job like that once. I'm not going to elaborate on it. I had a job like that once. I only stayed there a year where I was I was given nothing to do. I can't do it. I can't do it. It drives me. Boredom kills me. Even during this show, when we have breaks and we go to commercial break, I take off my headphones and I generally pace around. I'll leave and go bother Chris and Michael and do something smelly in their studio. I'll go to the kitchen and eat something. I'll go, I can't. I can't just sit here. It drives me up the wall. I could not be vice president and have nothing to do. Hey, Jesse, we need you to go speak at some luncheon in Zimbabwe. Uh, actually, no. I'm not going at all. All right. We're going to try to get to as many of these as humanly possible. Get to a couple headlines as well. But first, you're going to go raise your testosterone levels. You're going to go to chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Use the promo code Jesse and get a male vitality stack. 
This is a hardcore anti-communist company, and I do mean hardcore. Did you know at Chalk, they listen to the Jesse Kelly show on the loudspeakers in the warehouse? Did you know that? They're listening to you right now. Male vitality stack, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. Ladies, female vitality stack. Everything's going crazy. We can get healthier, get stronger, get better, get sharper, right? All of us, you, me, all of us. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE, 35% off the entire store. That's freaking incredible. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. Go enjoy. It is the Jesse Kelly show going and look realize, man, I'm about done for the week. That sucks. James T's in for me tomorrow. You know, I know you love James T always email me and let me know. So that'll be fun. And look, I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I know it sucks when a show becomes part of your day and then you turn it on and he's not there because I've gone through it my whole life when I was driving all the time, all over working construction. And all of a sudden the voice came on and it wasn't my guy. I, I know what that feels like. Oh, shoot. Man. And I, I, I know I'll be right back Monday. Nothing. Look, take heart. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay. Look, when you're basically a superstar, like I am, what Chris, when you're a superstar, sometimes things come up and really, and they're really, really important. Okay. Because I'm really important. Chris, Radio is such an important job. I'm basically a lifesaver, really. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I am going to save a life here. Do you have an emergency three-month food supply? Actually, I take that back. I hope this never saves your life. It's such a weird thing, but I do, obviously. I have my emergency three-month food supply, and sometimes I look at it because it gives me comfort. I, is that weird? It probably is weird. It, it is a little bit. I know it is. But it does. It gives me comfort in knowing I'm prepared. I do things to prepare because it gives me comfort. It makes me feel better about the news of the day. Does everyone in your home have an emergency three-month food supply if things go bad? You don't have to worry about what to get. My Patriot Supply already has it for you. Everything. Breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks. You don't have to worry about doing it. Beep, 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 picking a bunch of stuff. They have it all ready for you. What, Chris? That's the sound it makes on the internet. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Get one for $250 off. Preparewithjessikelly.com. Remember, just one for a family of four, probably not enough. Make sure you have an emergency three-month food supply for everyone in your home. If you live alone, just get one. That's fine. You don't have to go crazy. Make sure everyone in the house has one of these. Preparewithjessikelly.com. And now, here's a headline. By the goal, you know the you know the thing. Emails we didn't get to. Dear J. Kell, curious when you get really passionate and wound up, is that combative page flipping sound in the background while you flip to the next headline or whatever? Is that me flipping the page or is that a sound clip? I didn't realize I flip them that much. I apparently do flip them that much. Uh, let me explain. If you look, if you're watching me on the simulcast, this will make sense. So if you're not, I'll explain it visually. I'm going to paint a masterpiece with my words here, Chris. <laughs> Remember, you can watch me do the show, thefirsttv.com slash Jesse. Okay. But that aside, 
when I'm done with, when I know I'm done with an article for a day or an email, I have a spot that had, there's this huge table in front of me. It's not a wee little desk. It's a huge table where I keep obviously my Glock and I keep my anti-communist hat and I keep the, 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 the soundboard. I keep all these things. But there's a spot kind of behind the soundboard where I like to throw things that I want to chuck after the show. So I guess the the flipping thing, it's definitely not a soundbite. It's just something I instinctively do. Why do I do that, Chris? Is it stupid? Why do I do that? I don't know. Look, it's a performance, baby. I'm a showman. That's really what the idea is. <laughs> Dear Oracle of the Texas. I'm a millennial, and I can jam every song on the Jesse Kelly Show Spotify playlist, but I noticed two notable absences. Sting and the police. How can you claim the best musical taste in the universe when some of the best music from the 70s and 80s is absent from your musical retinue? Please give the people what they want. Says I can say his name. His name is Colin. Let's hold on, hold on. Chris and I have talked about it. We're going to add some Sting in the police. It's fine. Let's not act like Sting in the police is more than fine. All right? Come on now. They're not CCR. They're not Zeppelin. They're not the Beach Boys. They're not. They're fine. They're not more than fine. Jesse, if you if you look at the Mar-a-Lago raid picks with three agents in the front, a large SUV, automatic weapons slung over their arms, two males and a female, they are all noticeably obese. Did they not send actual field agents on the raid? Here's what you have to understand. You have oftentimes an image in your head, especially of federal agents, that is not accurate. You have an image, and this image is created by two different things. I know this because I have the same. I, I I go through the same thing. Television and movies, and what you want it to be. When I picture an FBI field agent, I picture a guy who was by the book, almost a borderline nerd, strong too, probably former military, can shoot, move, communicate, real tough guy. That's what I picture. Because I've watched a lot of movies and TV, and that's generally what they are. And that's what I want them to be. Go look at the pictures. That ain't what they are. Go look. You want a, you want a real treat? I want you to do me, do me a favor. As long as you're not driving, do not do this, truckers, when you're driving. You got people's lives at stake here. If you're not driving, pick up your phone, go to your computer, and I want you to image search FBI Neil. K-N-E-E-L, not the name, Neil, Neil, right? FBI, Neil, B-L-M, Black Lives Matter. And I want you to look at your Federal Bureau of Investigation on their knees in front of Black Lives Matter. That alone is concerning, but I want you to go look at the FBI. Oh, Chris, don't give me that look. I'm not the one, pal. Don't give me that look. Go look at who, go look at those people in FBI bulletproof vests. Don't. Don't have any misconceptions about who these federal people are. Dear Jesse, would you consider service members who serve in Vietnam dying from Agent Orange casualties of war? I answered that earlier. The answer is yes. Dear Ruggedly Handsome. Oh, I'll probably answer this one. I've been reading John Adams' letter to his wife. They always refer to the new country as America. Everyone over 50 always understood the country they lived in was called the United States or America. But the communists cannot stand the country and choke on even saying her name. So they come up with the sneering alternative, this country. 
the term this country has become so ubiquitous, I cannot believe I nailed that word straight out, throughout the media that hearing America sounds odd and quaint. Why did we give them this fundamental win? Says I can say her name. Her name is Marcy. I'm very hard on the right a lot about what we have given them, the ground we've given them, the ground we've allowed them to have. And, and I think that's justified for the most part. At the, same, at the same time, we do have to acknowledge we were always fighting an uphill battle, always fighting an uphill battle once we allowed the communists to take over the education system because everything filters from there, doesn't it? I mean, remember, everything we see is the result of young people Going up through school, yearning, learning, well, America kind of sucks. Definitely never learning America's great. Then they go into college, and that's where they really learn that America is an evil, wretched place. And then they go right from there into the corporate world where everyone else has just graduated from those same schools. Or they go into politics, or they go into media. The problem is always the education system. Unless we reform and take back the education system all else is for naught because filtering an entire country through this education system is like filtering your water through a dirty jock strap. It really is. That's what it is. There's no chance you're ever going to have clean jock strap water. Either we get rid of that and get a real filtration system or we're done. And I realized that probably wasn't very delicate. I hope you're not eating right now. If you're eating right now, that's, that's probably on me. All right, you can you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of it, go download the podcast, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You might need to listen to today's show on repeat if you're a kind of down and out tomorrow because I haven't graced you with my radio presence. <laughs> what, Chris? I'm sorry, I've got to go do superstar stuff. All right. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.